This week's show is a Hack the Craft episode, which means there's video involved. You can find the video at patreon.com slash taylorstevens, or you'll find a link to the video in the show notes for this episode. Stevens, the New York Times best-selling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers and the soon-to-come Jack and Jill thrillers. And this is the Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. I'm excited because we have video today, and that means... This is a Hack the Craft episode. All right! So no chit-chat today. We're going to get right to it. So, Taylor, take the stage. So... Last week, we were talking about first person, third person, and we got we discussed sort of the pros and cons and how the different uh, ways that you write can show, you know, your weaknesses, or your strengths as an author. And some stories are more fit for first person than third person and vice versa. And as I was getting into looking at this material and going, well, you know, we're going to I'm going to have to convert it. I realized, OK, well, there's more than just the first person, third person, there's also the tenses. So I went in and I highlighted the different words that could be affected by tense. And we're going to look at them one by one to get a really good sense, or hopefully get a good sense, (laughs) of what each of these mean. And I have not messed with the author's words at all. And one thing that I, I wrote to the author about this as well in asking her, I was like, okay, I need to know, do you want this, you know, first present, first past, whatever, third Um, is when you convert, sometimes the phrasing can be really awkward under that particular form of new tense. So don't judge it by, oh, that's really awkward. I don't like that. It doesn't sound right because we go in and fix that later. So none of the fixing has been done. This is just the tensing, okay? So here we go for the original is written in First person, present tense. Now, what this means in first person, present tense is that the character is speaking directly. And the character uses words such as I and my instead of she or her. And each action is shown as it's happening right now. So it's using words like grab and turn instead of grabbed or turn. And when I went through here, I highlighted what I thought would be the most likely words to be um, to be changed. Not all of them do end up getting changed, but they still could be changed in tweaking. So as we move on, I left them. So here's the original. I grab the phone on the third ring and turn off the burner, leaving my chicken breast in the skillet and hoping that it's my friend Fiona calling to arrange the pedicure she bought me for my recent 40th birthday. I narrow my eyes to see my refurbished iPhone screen, but it's a blur. Where are my reading glasses? I hate talking on the phone. Please let it be Fiona. It isn't. So you can see we have the verbs like grab, turn, narrow. um, And we have the, the pronouns, I, me, my, whatever. So when we're converting to third person, those pronouns are going to be the most obvious that we're going to change. But first, let's look at first person past tense. First person past tense is when the character is speaking directly, they're using words like I and my, not she and her. 
but each action is written like it's just happened. So it's using words like grabbed and turned versus grab and turn. So you can see here that some of the original ones that got marked out stay the same and others are now being converted. So I grabbed the phone on the third ring and turned off the burner, leaving my chicken breast in the skillet and hoping it was my friend Fiona calling to arrange the pedicures she'd bought me for my recent 40th birthday. I narrowed my eyes to see my refurbished phone screen, but it was a blur. Where were my reading glasses? I hated talking on the phone. Please let it be Fiona. It wasn't. So all we changed there was tense. We're still in the first person, but now we're talking, we're using words that are past tense, was versus are. Let me so ask now, you, let me ask a quick question before you before you go on to the next part of what you've prepared here. Why would someone choose present tense versus past tense or vice versa? I I don't know that there's a definitive answer to that. I'm sure there are authors out there or writing teachers who study this. I I do it all on instinct. Mm -hmm. For me, it's more a sense of style, like how do you want to do this? What, how, how immediate are you trying to make this and, um, what's comfortable? So I don't particularly find it easy to write in first person present tense. I grab the phone on the third ring. To me, that's very difficult to write in because it's not how we naturally tell stories. It's also not how we naturally hear stories. We, all, we generally have stories relayed to us in the past tense, but in some instances, maybe it just flows better that way. Maybe it just sounds better and the author chooses to do it. I think that anytime you do something that the reader is not used to hearing, you take a risk because they might be put off from the story for no other reason than it's uncomfortable, not the topic, but the reading experience. Mm -hmm. So it's just a choice that the author has to make in that regard. Okay. There's another tense that we're not even talking about here, another person, and that's second person, where they go, you do this, you do that, which is even more awkward, but some authors choose to do it. And that might just be like they're trying to be to challenge themselves or challenge the reader. I don't know. But I, I think I they're trying to it. challenge the reader. <laughs> <laughs> and when I, I'm challenged like that as a reader, I close the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, in our effort to kick writing in the butt, we want to eliminate grit. And if it's something that's going to eliminate grit, we're going to advise against it, not because there's anything wrong with it, but because we want more readers to read our books and not close them. So, all right, moving along. Third person present tense. That's when the author shows us the character. It's no longer the character speaking to us directly. The author shows us the character and we use words like she and her. And each action is written as though it's happening right now. So we're still, we're using the words grab and turn, grabs and turns versus grab and turn. So first person present tense would be, she grabs the phone on the third ring and turns off the burner, leaving her chicken breast in the skillet and hoping it's her friend Fiona calling to arrange the pedicure she bought her for her recent 40th birthday. She narrows her eyes to see her refurbished iPhone screen, but it's a blur. Where are her reading glasses? She hates talking on the phone. Please let it be Fiona. It isn't. Now, to me, third person present tense is, 
is more awkward than even first person present tense because it creates confusion. So as we look at these, this sentence in particular, where it says calling to arrange the pedicure she bought her for her recent 40th birthday, when we, when we see that in first person present, it makes sense. When we see it in even first person past, it makes sense. But when we move it to third person present tense, we can no longer tell just through context who bought what for who for whose birthday party because it's all she's and hers. So those are the types of things that when you convert, it shows you your weakness as an author. And these are the types of things that if a story is taken a year to be written, <laughs> um, <laughs> They generally can convert pretty easily with lot, without a lot of awkwardness. But regardless, anytime you have two characters of the same gender, unless you want to be referring to them by their names, which can get very stiff and formal, um, you can have confusion between the pronouns. And that's something you're always going to have to watch out for is who's doing what to whom. Okay, so third person past tense is the author showing us the character directly. They're using words like she and her, and each action is written as though it has just happened. And that means we're using words like grabbed and turned instead of grab and turn. So this is, like I said, the most common, I think, of all the ways that genre fiction is written. It's the most, um, it's one that I think readers are the most comfortable reading because they're the most familiar with it. And um, so here we have, she grabbed the phone on the third ring and turned off the burner, leaving her chicken breast in the skillet and hoping it was her friend Fiona calling to arrange the pedicures she'd bought her for her for recent 40th birthday. She narrowed her eyes to see her refurbished iPhone screen, but it was a blur. Where were her reading glasses? She hated talking on the phone. Please let it be Fiona. It wasn't. So... There's no, there's no like, oh, it should be this way or it should be that way. It's, it's really a stylistic choice. But if you're trying to convert from one to the other, this gives you a sense of what you're looking at for the simple conversion. You have to choose. You have to know your, which person you're writing in. You have to know which tense you want it to be. And the hardest thing is going to be like, it's one thing to do it on one paragraph like this, but to do it for paragraph after paragraph and page after page, you can get lost in the tenses. And so if I was going to convert an entire book or short story from first person to third, from present tense to past, I would do it in stages and you know, start with all the pronouns, then go back and, and do the verbs and, you know, just kind of get it all in stages because otherwise it's so easy to get lost in the tenses. And I've seen material come in where it got lost in the tenses and, and the author didn't even know it because they, they, they'd gotten lost from converting it back and forth. So um, that's pretty much a, a breakdown of what each one looks like and, and you know, what you're looking at if you're going to do conversion. It occurs to me in hearing you talk about this, in my own mind, I'm imagining the present tense version of this as, as though I'm watching a movie. It's, it's happening in real time right in front of me versus the third person past tense or, or the, the past tense versions where it's as though someone is telling me a story. 
I can see why looking at the words would make it seem that way, but it doesn't translate that way into the reader's mind when the mental movie gets started. I have found that you can create incredibly effective mental movies by writing in the past tense because, and I explained this a little bit in the Ingword PowerPoint that's on Patreon. It's part of the, it's a tutorial that will end up becoming part of the Hack the Craft program about Ingwords in general. And when we say something with Ing, it means it's happening right now. Like leaving her chicken breast, she's doing that right now, even though it's written in the past tense. If something is happening right now, the mind holds on to that. It, 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 can't, it can't be, it's not as visually stunning, depending on the context in which it's used, because the mind is waiting for all the information before it unspools and creates that mental movie. So some of the most immediate and, and visceral mental movies that you can create for your reader are in the third person past tense because everything has just happened. So it's like, oh my God, I just saw a wreck. And your brain is processing that you just saw this wreck, which is completely different than, oh my God, I'm in a wreck. Because at that point, your brain shuts down waiting to see what happens before it knows how to react. So I know that's not quite exactly what you were getting at, but since I use that terminology mm-hmm. with uh, movies and, and first-person shooter, I, I just want to be real clear so that doesn't confuse anybody. Have you ever gone through the process in a lengthy story or manuscript of changing from first-person to third or third to first? No. So that's why this is going to be interesting, not just for our listeners, but for me, because mm-hmm. you guys are going to be watch. You guys are going to be part of me doing this for the first time. And um, I'm, I expect that I'm going to run into some issues that I didn't anticipate simply because I've never done it before. I did it, and I can't remember. I think it was on like a novella length uh, story a couple of years ago. And I thought, oh, it's not going to be that hard. I'll just change eyes to he's and what a what a stupid <laughs> thought process that was. It took me forever, and I could never I, – I think I could still be working on it, and I wouldn't get it right because you just can't see it all. You'd have, to, yeah. you'd have to send it to somebody and have somebody point out all of the different tense gotchas that you didn't change. It's just what an extraordinary job that would be for someone to make the decision. And I you know, sort of tongue-in-cheek said – last week that I'd, I'd sort of like to change the, the manuscript I'm working on from first to third, but that's just, it's not happening. Yeah. I, um, I look at this too and I realize that, you know, because my, I'm in editing mode as, as I start to do this, that's my job is to, you know, how would I edit this? How would I clean this up to try and be as helpful as possible? And based on whether it would be first person or third person, present tense or past tense, my edits would be completely different just because of the information that needs to show up when, what kind of leeway you can get. And it's new for me in the sense that I don't have a lot of experience with first person, but I can still see it. I can see that it would be different. So I could get a a material, like when I got this material and I was like, I'm debating myself, should I clean it up 
in first person and then convert it to third person? Or should I clean up, uh, should I convert it and then clean it up? And when we had talked about before, I'd said, you know, if it's written right, then it shouldn't matter. But I don't have that kind of time. So because of that, I'm like, all right, let's convert it and then clean it up because that will be faster. So there's your clue right there as to how I would proceed if I was doing it as convert and clean. So I, I'm not sure how much material uh, we got from this uh, from this author. Walk us through what we're going to be going through over the course of the next week or so. Well, I, I, I have a considerable amount of material, but due to time, I only have, um, I'm only going to use about, you know, 1,000, 1,200 words maybe at the most. That's a lot. It is a lot. Um, and, and it may end up being that it's going to be, clean, you know, shortened a bit based on how much work. See, I, that's the thing is I don't know. Sometimes until I actually start getting my hands in it, I have no sense of how, how much this is going to be. But it's, it's pretty clean. It's going to be a matter of adding detail, I think. Um, and so when, when we say, well, what's coming next? I'm like, I don't know. I won't know until I actually work on this material and have a sense of if we're looking at two shows. Like, it could be that the cleanup is not even worth looking at. Like, now that we've, not the cleanup, the conversion. Like, now that we've discussed what the different tenses are, I don't know that we necessarily need to read the whole thing in its first person present tense and then go read it again as third person past tense. So we might just skip that and just go into cleaning up the material once it is in third person past tense. That depends on our audience, what they think we should do and the time that it takes. So we got this in email. We got, we got an email and you and I both share that uh, particular email account. And I remember seeing it and seeing the question and going, oh, this is going to be a good one and contacting you right away. Like, are we doing this? I hope we're doing this. Are we doing this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a puppy. <laughs> yes, this is going to be fun. It's fun for me because it's something that we've never, something I've never done before. And it's also something we've never done before on the show. Something we haven't talked about in a while, one of the things we do is, is we ask for material from time to time, but we don't tell people where to send it. So if you don't go to the website, you might not know to send this material to taylorstevensbooks at gmail.com. That's true. Or you can send it directly to me. I do get it directly as well. But um, then you're excluding fun. me from the process, and <laughs> okay. I would feel bad. <laughs> All right. So the email address, that's taylorstevensbooks at gmail.com. Steve and I both get that email. So if it comes into there from the show, um, he won't feel bad. But <laughs> just so you know, I always tell him if something comes in for the show directly to my email. I don't know. Him. I think you only tell me if it's something you want to do. I don't know that there's ever been something that came in that I didn't end up, we didn't end up doing. All right. So if you're out there listening and you're thinking, hey, I'm having a writing problem that I would like to see addressed by Taylor on the Taylor Stevens show, and it would be really cool if it became a Hack the Craft episode, you know where to send the material. Either respond to one of the emails you get from Taylor if you're subscribed to her email list, and you certainly should be. And where do people subscribe to that? On my website, which is taylorstevensbooks.com, and then slash connect.php will take you directly to the page, or you can just click the 
connect button that is on the homepage at taylorstevensbooks.com. Or you can just send the email to taylorstevensbooks at gmail.com. And we have, we do have links to all these things on the Taylor Stevens show website, which is taylorstevensshow.com. Taylor, that's it for this week. We are, I'm, I'm fired up for you to do lots of work uh, for the next couple of episodes you and would we'll, be, Steve. we'll do the Hack the Craft episodes. <laughs> <laughs> My work then just becomes editing. Yes, yes. Your indeed, work becomes the front-end editing, and mine becomes the back-end editing. We could not do this show without Steve, you guys. He does so much work on it. That's why I'm harassing him about his joy about me doing all the work on the editing <laughs> shows. <laughs> I do like those. I, I especially like it when we have like a, a three-week series. That's, uh, that's fantastic. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here with us every week. We will be back again with more video next week with another Hack the Craft episode. Yes, we will. And I just want to say a special shout out to all of you who have come on over to Patreon and have put in a pledge to help keep this, the show running. I just want to say thank you so much. You guys are awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you again next Tuesday.